Good evening and welcome to the all-new Diz Dad's Playhouse with your hosts, Tim Hicks, Willie Crocker, and Aaron Rittmaster. Diz Dad's Playhouse is brought to you by Mouse Master Travel and Wicked Mouse Travel, both of which are authorized Disney vacation planners who would love to help with your next Disney destination vacation. All right, we are back once again for the second episode of the brand new Diz Dad's Playhouse. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, with my trusty co-hosts, Tim Hicks and Willie Crocker, and we are on the clock with the countdown segment. Um, We're going to get rolling on this right away, and uh, let's see, Tim, you chose our uh, countdown topic, so uh, I will put your top five for the countdown up on the board, and countdown begins now. The question is, what's the top five things in your backpack when you go to Walt Disney World? So coming in at number five, a cooling towel. And trust me, I learned this one just last month. Um, The cooling towel, especially when it's hot outside, is very useful. Coming in at number four, a poncho. Uh, One day that I was there, I was with um, uh, some of my my family from across the pond, and we got a downpour, and I was the only one that had a poncho, and the rest of them had to run for the hills. Number three, an electrolyte powder. There are some really nice electrolyte powders that are on the market out there. If you've got some with you, you can put it into your water bottle. Assuming you can go get some water somewhere or even just, you know, cup of water at a uh, quick service counter somewhere and get yourself. Because I'm around this way. Um, And that's particularly useful if you are drinking around the world at Epcot because some electrolytes will kind of help you be able to make it to the end. Coming in at number two, meds. And when I say meds, not just meds because some people have to take meds at a certain time of the day, but I'm prone to headaches myself. So I make sure I've got uh, my the, the headache remedy that works for me. I've got a kiddo that used to get sick to his stomach all the time. So um, you know, having something there for that's very, uh, uh, very useful too. And then coming in at number one, a phone charger with cords. Now, I, what I want to know is um, I've got a, a big old brick that can probably charge two phones from zero to a hundred before it runs out of juice. But I also have one of those fuel rods that you can change out at the parks and I'll leave it to you guys to discuss which one's the better option. That's my top five. How about you, Aaron? I I think I will take a stab here at number two. And I think one of the things we're going to, we discovered is that our lists are, are likely to be similar, but they're different priorities and maybe slightly different versions of uh, similar things in our bags. So uh, number five for me is a hand towel. And when I say hand towel, what I really mean is I, usually I, I snag the one from the hotel, um, you know, the hand towel from the hotel. And in, I choose it instead of the cooling towel because of its versatility, because depending on, you know, what's going on, I can use it in a lot of different ways that the cooling towel sometimes works for, sometimes not so much. For example, if I'm bringing camera stuff with me, it's not a priority, but if I'm bringing camera stuff with me, I'll, I'll wrap it in the towel initially. Um, if it rains and something or, you know, something is wet, I can dry off with it. Um, if I get really hot, I can use it like a cooling towel by, you know, running cold water on it or wrapping some ice in it and putting it on my neck. So 
That's why it's number five. Maybe it should be ranked higher because I love the versatility. Um, number four is a charger. Tim, uh, to answer your question you ended with, I am a big fan of a high-capacity fast charger. Um, I think the fuel rods charge way too slowly, and you use up the energy they provide much too quickly. Um, so I'm not a fan of fuel rods. I know some people swear by them. Um, I prefer my chargers that, yeah, maybe it weighs a little more, maybe it's a little bulkier, but it gets the job done reliably. Uh, number three, poncho or raincoat. Um, look, it's going to happen. You're in the tropics. Might as well protect yourself. Uh, meds, number two, just like Tim, you know, had it ranked the same way. Um, for me, it's it's something for my stomach because my, my stomach tends to get upset. I think I maybe eat richer food on a regular basis when I'm all in the world. So, you know, the, the Pepsi AC stuff is awesome. Um, I love having something I can take to mention for headache and something for, for, um, I take Bonine for, for, to protect from nausea on attractions, um, and any prescription meds that I might need to be taking at the time. And then number one, the absolute single most valuable thing when I go into the parks, even if I don't have a bag, I bring Ziploc bags with me. Quart size Ziploc bags are my magic tool. Why? Because even if you have no bag, if it starts to rain, drop your cell phone in your Ziploc. Stick it in your pocket. Your phone is much more useful if it doesn't get wet. So what um, you have a poncho for? Oh, I even, but I'm saying even if you don't have even if you don't have the poncho with you, even if you don't take the poncho. You know, it, it it is the jack of all trades tool. Um, my wallet goes in to the to the Ziploc bag because you know what? Yeah, you can still get to your wallet when it's wet, but it's a lot harder to get things in and out when it's damp. Um, you know, you keep the the dollar, you know, the the paper money in there from getting wet and a pain to try to handle. Um, What's paper money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the point is, you could do anything with with a Ziploc bag that, you know, it, it makes everything else easier. All right. Before I use up all our remaining countdown time, Willie, what do you have to add to this discussion? Oh, I have so much to add to this discussion. Number five is sunscreen. It's something most people forget when they get to Walt Disney World and they don't realize when they're walking around the parks, that sun is out and it is way hotter than most people ever think. You're coming from New England, like where I live, or up where Tim and um, Aaron live, that sun is a totally different sun, and it is hot, hot, hot. You are going to get smoked. Number four is meds. And when I'm talking meds, I'm talking Advil, Tylenol. Um, you know, things that when your feet hurt. Remember, you're going to walk 9 to 12 miles a day when you're in the parks. So you're going to have sore, 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 sore feet. Um it, it pays off. I, I agree with Aaron and Tim on different meds. If you have like, you know, doing rides that you need to use for motion sickness and things like that, Pepsi AC and things, because we also do drink a lot while we're there. So um, we need to make sure the acid reflux is not kicking in. Um, the cooling Wait, towel. Okay, I as can... long as you're going to mention that, Willie, I think as a public service, we have to mention, if you're drinking in the parks, do not take Tylenol. No, not at Thank all. Thank you. Don't really, really bad for your liver. Please don't do it. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay, go on. Sorry. 
No, but that's three. Three, we go down to the cooling towel. I did not realize how great these cooling towels were until I was there with my wife back in April of 2021. And it goes around your neck so well, and it changes your body temperature wicked fast. It is amazing. It's just one of those things that I didn't realize how great it was. Uh, two, we're going to go back to Aaron's number one, the Ziploc bags. I usually bring a couple different sizes, um, depending on what I need. Um, the wallet, the phone, even just anything, even we used it for years with our kids bringing food back because the kids would eat two bites out of something. And then we're like, Hey, here's your French fries. Here's your grapes. Here's your, you know, your sandwich. I was going to say, you uh, can't put the kids in Ziploc bags. That'll get you in no, trouble. They don't get, yeah, yeah, they, they don't, they frown on that. Yep. And then the number one, of course, is the battery backup and the cords. Make sure you have a cord, even if your battery backup does offer a cord, just in case you need to be able to use it. Um, I honestly just ordered a new 38.8 battery backup. It will charge an iPhone 15 up to four times in one day. So, wow, that is my newest purchase. So... Well, and I want to emphasize that because with uh, the reliance that uh, that Disney is now uh, making on your phone, you know, between uh, Genie, Genie Plus, uh, the, all those sorts of things uh, that are supposed to help you. And of course, Magic Bands still work, but you can also use your phone for gaining entrance to the park or getting on rides. The reliance on the phone is going to eat that battery away because your your phone is looking for a tower and not finding it. Right. Well, that's a piece of it. And and I also think that when you're using your battery backup, you know, one of the reasons, and I think we all agree that a, a larger charger, like a higher capacity charger is more valuable than those little, you know, fuel rod things. Um, it, because the worst feeling is when you realize you've got to charge again and you you know your battery's already, already tapped. Or... Like you and I experienced in Disneyland, I couldn't find a fuel rod transfer station to drop the 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 un the dead right. charger off. We were wandering around forever. And note to self: if you go over to the dark side, they actually charge you three bucks to replace it. That's true. We're not going over there. <laughs> some of us spend some time at Universal sometimes, and we enjoy it. I mean, you know, yeah, it's very fun over there. I'm not kidding. We're TAs. We um, know what's up. And, and that's another thing that you can use your Ziplocs for, too, is that, you know, you've got two or three cables that you need to have handy. It keeps them from getting tangled, right? You put them in a, a small, like the snack size Ziplocs. They're great for that. All right. Time is up. That's all. That's all we have time we have for our countdown segment. So uh, we will say goodbye to the countdown and move on to our main topic for the day. And um, I think this one will be interesting. You know, I don't think we've talked about this in quite some time. And um, to, to put it in context, um, it's now been, you know, a full year uh, plus almost two years since Disney eliminated what, you know, for me, always felt like the single most valuable uh, perk that they gave to on-site guests, which was Magical Express. 
And now that Magical Express is no longer available, obviously you got to find some other way um, to to get from the airport to Walt Disney World and also perhaps to get around Walt Disney World. And so um, I think this was Willie's topic suggestion. So I'm going to hand it to him to get things rolling. But we wanted to talk about kind of making your transportation choices for Walt Disney World. Was Let's it not you who suggested it, Willie? Huh? I was the one that brought it up because he was the one that suggested, why do you need a rental car at Disney? Ah, okay. All I right, thought, well, okay, so, so right get ahead. us rolling, Tim. No, I, it's, it's a great topic, and there are many things for this that we can discuss. All right. So, Tim, go ahead and get us started. Well, when I first suggested the topic, I thought, you know, one, one thing that people might not know is should I rent a car and under what circumstances should I rent a car? And I will tell you that in the 30 plus times that I've been to Disney parks, I've never rented a car. Uh, I use, well, I, unfortunately, you know, Magical Express is gone now. That was, that was, I, I agree with you, Aaron, the best perk that, that they had. Uh, so now I rely on ride shares uh, to get back and forth from the airport. And then when I'm on property, I'm just going to either take the uh, the transportation that, that Disney makes available or if I'm in a real big hurry and can't wait or it's late enough at night that, you know, all the all the normal transportation options have shut down. I'll just take an Uber because that means I probably had too much to drink and I don't want to drive anyway. I certainly don't want to get in trouble there. So, well, yeah. And it's interesting. interesting. I I think as a panel, we represent kind of the whole range of decisions that people make when it comes to transportation, you know, especially from the airport to, to and from Walt Disney world. And that Tim, you're, you know, kind of 100% using, public transit of some kind, whether it's a rideshare service or a bus or something like that. But I don't have little kids and little kids are not always accommodated in, in rideshares. So that's true. That's an issue. Although there, there are other options for them and we'll get to that in a second, but just to, to point it out, I mean, you know, Tim, you're the hundred percent use the public transit. Willie, maybe not a hundred percent, but you're got to be close to 95% that you're, you're renting a car. Am I remembering correctly? I was, I was a rental car until 2022 when the price of rental cars went through the roof. Right. I was always a rental car every time I could get a rental car basically cheaper than I can get a ride share. And because like I said, I can say there's things I'd like to do from going to the outlet over at the Disney outlets to run into the grocery store, the liquor store, the wherever else I wanted to go, I could run and do that. And if I needed to get to the airport when I wake up late because Magical <laughs> Express went way too early, I had a car to get me to the airport. All right. And so I'm 50 50. I've, I'm really, you know, I, I will use a ride share. I've used a couple of different um, transportation services um, and I've rented a car. So I think we'll, we'll have some interesting perspective here. Um, Tim kind of framed the question as, you know, when is it most worthwhile to uh, rent a car as opposed to, to use public transportation of some kind or a, um, 
shared trans transportation of some kind. Um, and, you know, Tim, I, th I think you got us kind of rolling with one of the first issues that people run into, which is that it, other than with the exception of, of minivans, which still are not fully doing airport runs for everybody from, you know, to and from Walt Disney world um, with aside from minivans, you can't really guarantee, uh, you know, car seats, appropriate child safety seats in a rideshare vehicle. Right. Well, not with a, a consistent time of being picked up. You can, well, you or, can, or you consistent can reliability of the sure. driver having appropriate seats, knowing how to install them, you know, right. all, you're all not guaranteed things. to be correct. The, the correct install. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which so I, well to the other options that are available via mirrors slash sunshine. Right. That's another option. And it's a pretty inexpensive option. The one gripe that I always had about magical express and now mirror sunshine is that, depending on the resort that you're staying in, it may take you an hour and a half to get from the airport to your resort because you're making stops here and there. That's an understatement. Like I've, I've sat at the airport for 50 minutes before we ever left. Right. Yes. So there, there are really, you know, I, I think you've really encapsulated for me the, the biggest flaws of those, those shared bus services is basically what they are. Um, and that is the, the plus side is that they're inexpensive and you don't have to use car seats, you know, and they're, they're Correct. safe without car seats. But the downside is that it's shared. And so you have to wait for other people. And it, that means waiting for other people while the bus fills up before it'll take you out to the resorts. It means waiting for other people when you're getting off the bus because you're going to make more than one stop. You're going to, you know, have to accommodate other people getting off different places than you. And I feel um, like I'm always the last one off. <laughs> doesn't matter where we go. We're always last. Right. Isn't that always the truth? Um, now the, the opposite extreme is, you know, what Willie was talking about, which is renting a car because it's probably the most expensive option most of the time, but, it also gives you the most flexibility. Um, I mean, you get off the plane, you walk to your car, and you're at your resort in 30 to 35 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's quick. Now, yeah. there, I will say there still can be issues with car seats sometimes. Mm -hmm. The rental car companies will allow you to, you know, pay them up front for, rental, for car seats. You can bring your own car seats. But... Even if you pay up front, um, it, it's an at, it's on an as available basis. So Correct. it does happen, especially at peak times, where a rental car company will simply run out of seats. And well, you know, in a tough place luck. like Orlando, Florida, where people are coming for all kinds of theme parks, you're going to run into that. You're bound to. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, and they're going to run out of cars. I mean, I hate to say it, but. The cars aren't like a dime a dozen like they used to be before 2020. I mean, these rental car companies only have so many cars because, you know. Yeah, although they've gotten better. I I noticed that recently that that just with this last trip, they seem to have gotten better. They seem to have, you know, more availability. We even have some new um, rental companies that are in the business. Not that I would necessarily trust them. Um 
you know, we can get into that as well. I think in Orlando in particular, um, you're wise to, to weigh the, the price point of the rental cars with their, uh, reliability and, and customer service ratings, because, um, you know, there, there are some just absolute customer service horror stories from some of these smaller, uh, car rental companies. I'm a big fan of if it's on the airport property, I'll rent there. If I have to take a shuttle, I don't rent there. Well, I mean, that's, that's one way to, to weigh it. Um, you know, I, I think that it, it just, it comes down to the, the name brands that you recognize are the ones that are more likely to have more cars available. They're more likely to have more um, well-established reservation systems. So they're mm-hmm. not as likely to be unable to deliver the car you reserved, um, you know, and, and frankly, the, usually I don't want to speak across the board, but usually with those, with the, the more well-known companies, you know, the biggest problem is getting hard sell on the, insurance or you know some upgrade which is annoying but not fatal like not having the car for you when you go to pick it up or not having a car that's been properly serviced when you go to get it right and willie to your point if you go to dfw you have to you don't have a choice you have to go to an outbuilding where all the rental car companies have their cars so and it's the same in boston yeah right it is um, now, Tim, you mentioned that that you've been using, um, you know, rideshare services a lot. Um, you want to talk a little bit about sort of the the way that those are used at, at Orlando at Orlando Airport because it's a little, you know, a little different maybe than some people are used to with their local airports. What what do you do to catch a rideshare at MCO? Well, then that's something you really have to uh, familiarize yourself with. And um, I actually had this problem on a recent trip. I forget where I was, but uh, uh, it was, oh, you're supposed to go to this level. Oh, I think it actually was at Orlando. It's like, you got to go to this level. No, not this level, that level, because you got buses that go on one level and the ride shares are not allowed on that level. Uh, you got to go to a different level. So I think buses are on one and ride shares are on two that really is not, nah. once you get that figured out, it's not a big issue. Um, you just, you know, select your service. And for me, I keep a couple of different rideshare apps on my phone so I can see who's going to be less expensive or who's going to be faster, depending on what it is that I want. If I want, need to get there like right away, or if I can wait a little bit and, and pay a few less bucks, then I'll do that too. I have not really run into any issues. The only issues I run into is the same issues that you'd run into if you were driving your own rental car or if you were driving, if you were taking the, the bus and that's traffic. That's yeah. uh, the one thing that they are perpetual. It's kind of like when I lived in Dallas, the, the roads are perpetually under construction. Right. Uh, and then you got well, people and, that and drive like an idiot and have car accidents and that sort of thing. And, well, and the place I think that that really gets to be an issue with rideshare services is that when it backs up, you get hit with surge pricing um, and your prices all of a sudden increase. It went from $34 to $55 in five seconds. Yeah. That's why, Um, that's why I have comparative services. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, um, 
And and just as a reminder, um, if if you do want to use minivan service after you've gotten to Walt Disney World, um, that's you you summon your minivan using the Lyft app. Um, they're sort of the shared contractor with Disney for for those rideshare services. I've personally used minivan a few times, and it's yeah. absolutely amazing. And Disney makes uh, space available for minivan that they, they don't make available to any, any other rideshare service, too. I noticed that this past time at Epcot. Yeah. It's like they come right up into the bus area for, if you're in a minivan. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're like way the heck out there in the parking lot. Right. Well, the other thing is if you want to go to Hoop-dee-doo, it drops you off at the basically the um, drop-off of the Hoop-dee-doo on Lyft compared exactly. to if Lyft drops you off, they drop you off at the main entrance of the campground. Right. Right. And that's just, you know, because those, um, the, those other services are not given the, the benefits of being treated as Disney transportation. Minivans Mm -hmm. are treated as Disney transportation because they're being driven by Disney cast members. Um, you know, that's, those are the real benefits. I mean, look, there's no way around it. Minivans are significantly more expensive than a comparable rideshare vehicle. Except the difference is your drivers are all Disney cast members. They've been trained to properly install child safety seats. They're guaranteed to have the child safety seats available there in the minivan and the ability to quickly and accurately install them for you. Um, You know, and, and they've got bigger vehicles um, so they can handle larger families that sometimes are a problem for other ride shares. That's why they're called minivans and not mini sedans. There you go. <laughs> um, we should mention that there are some some alternative transportation services that have popped up um, since since the end of um, Magical Express. Um, the one that that we've used most frequently um, and recommended most frequently is um, Away We Go, which is a, a f- flat rate. Um, uh, minivan or a flat rate van service um they'll take up to i believe it's 11 or 12 guests um for a single price 11 guests okay Okay. 11 guests for a flat rate price um and when you break it down per person um sometimes with a large family it's cheaper to take away we go than it is to take um even uh, what would normally seem like a less expensive service because they charge you per head. Um, and, and that all kind of balances out. And the service from Away We Go has been excellent. Um, I've had there, no problems with Away We Go whatsoever. Yeah. They are and my there are a couple other similar services that have cropped up since, but none that I've used consistently like Away We Go. Um, and then there's still private car services that, yeah, you pay a premium, but generally speaking, you, you get premium service. Um, the the folks that I that I've used um, most recently that have been the sort of the highest end service um, is a company called um, FSC Luxury uh, Transportation, which you know is is I used them because I had. Um, I had clients who wanted meet and greet service, who wanted that higher end, somebody meeting them at baggage claim and walking them out to the vehicle and all that. Um, and they still provide that. Uh, a lot of the, the private car services don't do that anymore. They do curbside pickup. 
um, and they'll they'll text you the slot where they're parked, and you have to come out to them. Um, it's still pretty convenient, but it's uh, you know, level of service is different. Yeah, but it's a slightly different level of service. Um, I use the new company um, Cedar. It's Cedar Trans. It's um, a new company. They're, they they started in August of 2022, and they okay. are very good. Um, I have a client that is going to use it starting on November 11th, and they have been absolutely amazing. 100% contact with me all the time. So it's it reminds me just of the way we go where it's just easy going and everything else. It's just yeah. the customer wanted a different style ride. So sure. Well, and, and there we go. So the bottom line is that there is a, you know, magical express is gone, but in, in place of that, we have a variety of kinds of services that are available now. And, it's just a matter of finding the right match for your preferences. Um, now we're about out of time and I feel like in some ways we haven't dug into this nearly as far as I would have liked us to, but um, I want to do one round just quickly around and have each of us kind of share. Let's put, let's put it this way for the next trip that you take, what's your transportation choice and why? Um, and uh, Tim, get us started. Okay. It all depends on who's traveling and what you're wanting to do. I told you, Tim, this is for your next trip. What are you doing? My next trip. January. It's just going to be me in January. I will hop a ride share. The the least expensive one and the quickest one I can find. That's what I'm going to do. That's right. That's what's right for me. Because that's what's right for me. I don't want to wait the extra hour or hour and a half to get on a bus. I don't want to have to pay the extra money for a private car. I am just fine with a rideshare service. All right. How about you, Willie? On Saturday, October 21st, I will be taking an Uber or a Lyft to Art of Animation. And then I will meet you, Aaron, at Epcot <laughs> probably. So. Probably. So I wanted you guys to go first because I'm, like Willie said, meeting him uh, on <laughs> on October 21st um, at Art of Animation. And I have not yet made up my mind how I'm getting <laughs> from the airport. I would take the bus, but then I realized, as Tim mentioned, I don't want to deal with the five stops. And right. of course, I'm going to be the last stop at Art of Animation, no matter where Well, I and go. that's just it. So so that is part of my calculation. I was thinking about taking one of the bus services, but it's Art of Animation. It's a big value resort. I, I just, I don't know that I have the patience to deal with that when I have an early morning flight. It's um, not like they can drop you off at Epcot and let you ride the Skyliner. <laughs> right? Right. Um, now, the other thing, and I've used this once before, we haven't, I hate going into this now because we're in overtime, but... Um, you know, I've used a service called Turo, which is sort of splits the difference between uh, a rideshare and a rental car. It's a, uh, a essentially a car rental share. <laughs> um, right. it, it's private individuals making vehicles available as, as a sort of a rideshare service. Um, and I've had mostly good experiences with it. Um, I think that it's all app based. The hardest part about it is that the price at the at the end is always higher than it seems like it will be when you go through and are looking at it because they add in a um, there's always an insurance fee surcharge 
Right. There's always a, a, a surcharge based on the way you choose to take delivery of the vehicle, you know, to pick it up and to return it. And so once they add the extra fees on the price, the gap in price has now shrunk again because the prices of rental cars have come back down from the peak rates. When I used it last in Orlando, well, when I used it last in Orlando, the Toro price, even with all the extra charges and things, was literally half of what it would have cost me to get a rental car for that trip. Um, but those prices have gotten closer together. And now that the prices are closer together, it's harder to justify. Um, I don't think I want to have a car for this trip. I don't want to have to mess with parking. I don't want to. The only Deal reason I think we would want a car is because we're going to both get up early on Sunday right, and move to the contemporary. But, but see, but we're moving not going to be able to check in easy. or anything else. Yeah, and moving to the contemporary is easy because even if we wanted to be cheap about it, you can hop a bus to Magic Kingdom and walk across. And then walk over. Right. We just put our backpack on and our yeah. carrier suitcase. Yeah, I mean, and, like, and they'll move our luggage. So, Right. Yeah, for me, if, I, if I were to rent a car, it would just sit in the parking lot the whole time because I'm taking Disney transportation everywhere I go, and I don't I don't really need to go off site to a grocery right. store, a liquor store, whatever. See, but Tim, what I was going to say to you earlier is when when I go for like ten and twelve dates, we'll go and we'll go to the outlets a couple times. We'll go to Target. We'll go to because um, why not? I've got Target. I've got outlets. I've got all that. Well, no, here. but I'm he's saying because he's taking a, it's a longer trip. He's there. Hey, I'm there fourteen days, days sometimes. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. you know, and, and I think it's true. Were cheap. Fair enough. That you makes know, more you, sense. Right. A six day trip, you know, it's it's well, Aaron and I priced it out in twenty twenty one. Our rental car was cheaper than it was to take the um the transportation. Yeah. It was. Okay. So all right. Well, we're gonna wrap it there. Um and this yeah. time I'm actually gonna remember to wrap this correctly. So uh, I'm going to give everybody a chance to sign off appropriately. So, um, you know, we're glad you're coming back and hanging with us again. It's been nice to see folks um, posting their appreciation for the return of the show. Um, We're having a a lot of fun getting back into this with the new Diz Dad's Playhouse. So uh, we want to thank you for uh, checking us out. We should be available through iTunes shortly. I'm waiting for the the approval thing to come through. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we're going to continue to publish the way we've been publishing. Um, and we'd love your feedback on what you think of that. Uh, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster. And, uh, if you want to email me and tell me about your experiences and you know what you want to hear from us, um, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at mousemastertravel dot com. Uh, if you want to reach out and uh, explain to Tim, you know, why he needs to be more open-minded about his transportation choices, uh, you can email him at... And you'll find that I'm absolutely right 100% of the time. Tim.Hicks at FantasticMemoriesTravel.com. And if you want to get in touch with Willie and remind him that, hey, you've seen him in the parks and you don't want him behind the wheel. <laughs> you can, you can email him at 
Willie, W-I-L-L-I-E, at wickedmousetravel.com. I do want to give a big shout-out to one of our biggest listeners in the world. He's down in New Zealand. His name is Simon Morrow. He loves hey, the Dads. So we have to cheer for Simon down in New oh. Zealand. All right. Well, nice to hear that. Uh, Simon, you are our most distant fan at this point, Correct. I believe. You qualify. Oh. So uh, thank you for listening to the show and letting Willie know that you're paying attention. Uh, until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, with my trusty co-hosts, as always, Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. And Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's back.